joining us in studio. You're going to know uh, her voice right away, and she's been uh, out there, is the best way I can put it, uh, for Josh Matlow, but also um, an entrepreneur. That's an interesting word to get used to. She obviously uh, is well-known uh, for all her years, uh, being such a uh, fixture on much music. Uh, she is Erica M. It's great to have you in. We've been on the phone before, but now we have you here in person, and thanks for coming in. Yeah, and I... It was a, a sort of a thrill because when Josh Matlow announced he was running for mayor. I'm sorry, who? I can just joke. He was in yesterday. Matlow. Okay, okay. I know who he is. Yeah, that's and right. And you invited me on right. to talk about why I was excited about him running. And here we are. Yeah. And and we're we're coming up to uh to Monday. Josh I mentioned to you was in yesterday. Um and I, I think it's gonna be really interesting because Josh, I think he would have been the most obvious person, Erica, to run against John Tory last fall. But he has a young young daughter and and thought, maybe it's not the exact right time in my life. But as you know, this can happen even with careers and parenting and everything. Suddenly, something hits you and you're like, now it's time to react. And so when John Tory resigns, I think one of the first names in all of our heads as somebody that would run to replace him was Josh Matlow, and he's done it. He has run such an incredible campaign. This man has more integrity than any politician I've ever met. Now, I haven't met all the politicians who are running right now. You wouldn't want to. Right. <laughs> and I really well, feel like I I have never been in, really involved in politics. I know Josh Matlow because he's been my city councilor for the last almost 14 years now. He was a school board trustee prior to that. So I've gotten to know him, and my neighbors and I have had to call upon him several times for issues in our city. I've watched him navigate our community. I've watched him bring the community together under some tough circumstances. I've watched him be super innovative. I watched him be responsive. I even watched him bring the public and the private sectors together with the community to solve big problems. And when he decided to run, I was thrilled because I really feel like there is stagnation at City Hall. And it's not just me that thinks it. Obviously, when you look at what's going on now in the social world of people talking, people are looking for change. They're looking for accountability mm -hmm. for, you know, these politicians who don't lie, politicians who keep their promises, politicians who believe in democracy. You know, the fact that John Tory welcomed this strong mayor power, that to me is a slap in the face to every single person in Toronto. And to me, it's been fascinating in all these debates, which, by the way, are crap, listening to, I'm very opinionated, listening like to each of You're the candidates yeah. talk about would they enact the, uh, the strong mayor powers. And there is a distinct split between those who say they will and those who won't. Could I make the case? I think all that you said is true. And I think Josh has tremendous integrity. No question about it. I, I wish more politicians would um, would run plays from his book is the best way I can put it. But can I make the case that municipal politics is, just seems to be the hardest um, level to get things done at? Because we know in our politics at the provincial level, you get a majority government, you can kind of do what you want. The other parties can stand up and protest, and we we seem to have engaged more in majority governments at those levels than anything else. Same at the federal level, and, and now there's there's though it's a minority um, liberal government, the NDP have given 
given basically the votes for the liberals to kind of do what they want because it's you, you give something to get something. But I bring that up because it just feels like, as you know, every municipality will be different. Every counselor might have a different ide- ideology. So it's really tough to get two thirds of them on side because what might be good for one community might not be good for another. It's hard to get things done is my yeah, point. Yeah, but I voted my city councilor in. Mm-hmm. I picked that person to represent me in city hall. And if you enact the strange, the strange, <laughs> the, the strong mayor powers, then you're basically obliterating what I want at city hall potentially. Yeah. So no, that's, that's the cost of democracy. Yeah. What does, um, what do you or your neighbors call a city councilor about? What makes a good city councilor when you say I've got this issue and then they respond in kind. What are these issues like? What, what, how do they manifest themselves? Well, they're, they're mostly things that are local in our area, but then they often trickle into issues that would be uh, related to at City Hall. So, for example, maybe there's speeding issues, but that has to be sort of a unilaterally decide upon new strategy, i.e. lowering speed limits, those kinds of things. Um, homelessness obviously is not an issue where I live, not obviously, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. But should there be a problem? Uh, I remember Josh Matlow's wife talked about uh, at one of the rallies for Josh, how someone called his office because there was a woman who was living in a park. They called him at around 10 o'clock at night. He answered the phone and he went into the park himself and he found that woman a place to stay. And then he he housed her. He found a place for her to live. So, you know, it's dealing with the local, but the local is sort of a reflection of what's going on across the city. Mm. I don't think that people are that different in pockets across across the city. I don't think they are. But I think to your point um, a few minutes ago, we're all looking at we don't want a city in decline. And you can start to it's, it's like anything else. You can start to see signs of. You know, bad bad habits, even personal bad habits, bad diet, bad sleep, um, drinking too much, doing whatever too much. And and it doesn't have to be a permanent slide. You can kind of reverse course. We're all looking for that in Toronto right now, aren't we? We need it. We were looking for a mayor who would acknowledge the problem and deal with the symptoms. So what happened with all these police raiding uh, um, the parks? It was it, it was so ineffective. Yes, it got the people out of one park. They had no plan for these people. They just arrested them and beat them up. But where are they ultimately going to leave? They're not just going to disappear. And so they just spread out around the city. Right. And so someone like Josh Matlow has a very Mm. smart plan to um, not defund the police, but freeze the police budget just for three years. Take, I believe it's $115 million Mm. that would be, uh, that he would use. That would be the savings and apply that to social services like mental health and um, safe homes for these people to go. You know, that's what I'm looking for. Someone with a solution. Okay. You'll stay and we'll talk more about Toronto. Do I have a choice? And where you're at. <laughs> <laughs> you're Erica M. You have a choice. 742. Lots more uh, with Erica M. Next. Got Erica M. Uh, in studio with us. Yummy Mommy Club. Still a thing that you're doing? You were very famous for that, and it was such a huge um, development, something that on the internet that wasn't really in existence, and and it obviously got a lot of traffic, and you you helped a lot of people. You advocated for a lot of people, too, on that site. Yeah, it's still going. I sold the business to Toys R Us 
last year. Okay. So that's been a very exciting venture for me. I still work for them uh, just part-time yeah. to keep the machine going. But it is um, one of the largest online properties for moms by moms in Canada. Yeah. Everyone would have probably ask, how do you know something's going to be successful? It's like when you move to Toronto. How do you know much is going to be successful? Or somebody would say, how do you know that this is going to work? And I guess you just forge your way and you do it. And I just until did, you're sure that it won't work, you stay with it. Well, I just did what I love. I work really hard and I was persistent and it took me more, well, it t- took me probably nine years of constant hard work. Mm-hmm. And I went from zero to a million and a half in revenue. And that was just, you know, tenacity, hard work. And I surrounded myself with really smart women. Mm-hmm. And we all worked from home. And this was way before the days of Zoom. So the business was um, really a collaboration between women across the country, everybody working at home while taking care of their kids and being really creative and inventive and kind of we we kind of outsmarted the mainstream media and came up with new ways. We're not of, that hard to outsmart. <laughs> we came up with not. new ways to integrate advertising in a grassroots way that was meaningful to our demographic, which was moms. Yeah. Um. When what year did you first move to Toronto? Eighty three, or was it was it in eighty four to take the job when the network started? Uh, I came to Toronto in eighty two to answer the phones for the new music. Okay. And went on air on Much Music in nineteen eighty five. I know. I know. I always romanticize coming to, you can imagine what it was like to come to Toronto from London in the eighties when you're coming up for, you know, a teenager and it's your first concerts or even a school trip to Ontario place or exhibition stadium for something. So I don't want to like, I'm sure it had its issues then, but when you're a teenager, when you're in your early twenties, you don't spot it as much. What did you see in Toronto when you moved here as an adult that, that reminds you of Toronto now, or you're like, we've lost a little bit of our way in terms of where the city's at, which is why you're, you're again, advocating for people to vote for Josh Matlow and why the, the city's future means so much to you, because you've been here 40 years. Well, here's the thing. I moved to Toronto to answer the phones for the new music, and I also booked the entertainment for City TV and at the time. So I was in the mecca of the entertainment world from a very young age, mm-hmm. sort of meeting the movers and shakers. And I would say that that's been consistent throughout my life, and I feel like wow, Toronto is an amazing mecca now for culture in Canada and really culture around the world, partly because we're, we have so many immigrants in Toronto that our culture is so much richer today. Um, I love the city so much. When I worked back in the day at Much Music, it was, it was an early adopter, really, of DEI. There were people of all different colors and backgrounds who were on camera at Much Music and City TV. I was so proud to be a part of that tapestry of faces and cultures of Canada. And I love that Toronto is becoming more and more a cultural tapestry. I'm glad you said that because uh, in London, you get sort of the best of Detroit and the best of Toronto, right? You're two hours from each city. And so we get Detroit TV and I'd see a lot of black faces on television in Detroit, which was important. But you're right, when it came to Toronto, outside of much and city, you weren't seeing people that, you know, look like Sunil Joshi or Michael Williams or or and or David Onley, obviously, who we just lost in the last six months. That was so important and groundbreaking and different. And 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 I, I'd like to think it took too long to cut to catch on. But now it's more prominent and it, you have to start somewhere. 
Yeah, and it's interesting because I actually do a keynote about what much music in the 80s can teach us today about innovation. Okay. And for sure, the look and feel of much music and who they chose to hire and give a platform is something that was so revolutionary at the time. Even hiring me, I was like, you know, a kind of average big-nosed Jewish girl that usually was not seen on mainstream media, usually perky blonde. Look mm. at, Think about it, all the people who were hired. I looked different. I sounded different. And that's why Moses picked me and the entire cast and crew of Much Music, because we were all real people. We were authentic. Interesting, today in the world of social media, that's what people are looking for and drawn to, people who tell the truth. And I'm going to go back to Josh Matlow. That's consistent in my life. I'm a truth teller, and I feel like politicians necessarily aren't necessarily truth tellers. In fact, it's the opposite. We saw just the other day that Tory and Ford both promised not to go into the election, and both of them have endorsed candidates, which they literally lied to us again. And that is why I'm sitting with mm -hmm. you today, because Josh Matlow is a man of his word, which is, I know, unheard of, but I've known him for 14 years. This guy actually tells the truth, and sometimes it's a hard truth, but he has so much integrity that he'll stand up and take the the storm that comes at him for speaking truth to power. Jennifer McKelvey did this too. She like you have to you you are deputy mayor for four months. Oh come on. Keep the seat warm. You're you're not you said you wouldn't endorse anybody and you're really not all supposed they're doing, to the, really they just want to protect their jobs. That's all they're doing. Is there they you know, Tory set a certain standard for City Hall, like it or not, whatever. And so he just wants to continue his legacy. Anna voted for him 95% of the time, and then left to join a team of developers. What kind of city do you want? Um, do Does the prospect of Olivia Chow being mayor, is it worrisome or is it just more you align with some of what she believes in, but you don't see her as, as Josh? Or is it a combination of both? Well, I feel like Josh has a lot of what Olivia has to offer, um, but he's a little more grounded in reality, I think. Um, mm -hmm. I think Olivia is lovely. Don't get me wrong. And I think she really believes and has hope for the city and cares about people. But I don't know if she's fiscally responsible. And that's a big issue in Toronto right now. I think you're right. I, I, I think that balance of fiscally responsible yet having some compassion, to be honest to me, it's why we elected you know, the Liberal Party in Ontario for about 15 straight years. It doesn't mean they were perfect and no politician is. And time runs out like time. Time runs out for everybody. Time's going to run out for Justin Trudeau or Doug Ford or whomever. It always does come. But to your point, there's that balancing act there. And the people that have talked to me about Olivia, who know her really well, really well, say exactly what you said. She's good in the room. You'd rather have her on your team than not on your team. But can she be front facing? And go up to Doug Ford or whomever the premier is or Justin Trudeau or Pierre Polyevre. And can you fight and put the gloves on and battle for Toronto? And people people who know her and really like her are worried that she can't. They're, and they're afraid to say it publicly, which is also too bad because now's the time to say things in the next four days. You're well, here that, for that reason. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Because if you are sitting on the fence and don't know who to vote for, I really ask you to go to Josh Matlow. Uh, sorry, votematlow.ca. 
And his entire platform is there. And it's costed and it's wise and it's smart. You can also just look at his social and he has all different videos where he talks about his vision for the city and it's wise and it has deep integrity. He's being straight with you. It's honest. He's a hard worker. Man, is he a hard worker. He will get the job done. If he doesn't win on Monday, are you hoping he runs again? Of course. Of course. Although everybody in my community, by the way, this is sort of interesting. Yeah. Um, Pre-voting, our ward, his St. Paul's ward, had the highest voter turnout in the pre-voting for the, the the mayor's race this year. So that's a good sign. It's a great sign. For him. And it really, but it really speaks to the fact that he is a fantastic call it a politician, city councillor. He is responsive to his community, and I know he would do the same for Toronto. Mm. Um, got a great text in somebody who's who's a huge fan of yours and loves listening. Um, are you st- are you going to concerts still? Do you still follow music a fair bit? Is it part of your life? Not so much. Not as much I anymore. I love the theater. I'm really grateful. Mervish invites me to most of their shows, <laughs> and I'm much happier there these days. To be honest, are you really? Yeah. Mm. Give me somebody you you never you never landed the white whale. A big interview, a big oh. superstar that you wish you had Sup- in 1986. 19- Super easy. Who would it be? Bono, you too. Never came in. Oh, he came in. But because- How do they not give that to you? Because everybody was worried that I would fall into a puddle of mush oh, because I was sake. such a fan. And um, I I still am angry at my bosses for never putting me in the rink with Bono and having a great conversation. <laughs> that is a struggle. I could have artists in here and go, you're fantastic. Your thoughts. Like I could do that, but it's, it's tricky, I right? I would have had a deep conversation. Yeah. And I really understand or thought I understood uh, what they represented, which is more than music. And they also, you know, I would say that Bono and Matlow, same kind of people have a very strong vision mm. of right and wrong. They stand up for what they believe in, believe in them. Not everyone is on board with either of them. Some people say they are too opinionated or too on the side of good, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but those are the kind of people that attract me. Huh. I can't thank you enough for coming in um, and uh, speaking your piece, telling your truth as it were. And uh, I've always been a big fan of your integrity also. So thank you for coming thank in and doing so this today. Thank you so much. Anytime. You bet.